0: This North Carolina triad-based podcast is proudly brought to you by an amazing triad-based business. Ashley McKenzie Sharp with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Whether you're in the market for a new home or not, I'm willing to bet that you've at least thought about making a change. And with the fluidity of real estate and interest rates... Your strategy may change by the day, but you know what? There's a nationally recognized loan originator right here that can pivot with you. Need a full qualifying approval to make that competitive offer? Maybe a quick turnaround on closing is the little something extra to help you win the home. Ashley McKenzie Sharp can help, and if you're not moving there's a decent chance you have more equity in your home than you realize. Ashley can help you turn that equity into a long overdue home renovation. Whatever your approach, just give Ashley a call and check out your options. 336-748-4599 or email M at fairwaymc.com. Ashley McKenzie-Sharp, NMLS ID number 100776, is a licensed mortgage originator in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Florida. Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 2289, equal housing opportunity.
1: This is the Triad Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to the Downtown What's in Salem podcast. This is Jason Thiel, and we're glad to have Brian Cole, a downtown business owner and entrepreneur here with us today.
2: Hey, thanks, Jason. I appreciate you having me.
1: Well, welcome. And so, Brian, for those of our listeners, tell us uh, which uh, businesses you own downtown before we get to the new stuff. What are some of the existing businesses that you currently own? Okay,
2: sure. Um, uh, and, 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 and there's a, um, a little bit of a twist to, to that question, but, uh, you know, individually, I'm a partner in uh, America's greatest dive bar, the uh, Silver Moon Saloon. And then through a company called The Cole Group, um, uh, which is myself and a uh, couple of close associates, we have uh, interests in um, Hoots Beer Company, uh, Carlisle's Pub, uh, Ardmore Coffee now is a recent addition to that as well, and then a uh, special event management company, which has roots all the way back to when I first met you called uh, Random Task Management
1: Super, and we'll talk a little bit more about those events so you guys can see Brian has a, real, um, has a real grasp of our local community, and we're going to talk about, obviously, for those, you know, his involvement with Finnegan's Wake and that business here in a bit, but we wanted to touch base with Brian Cole, and tell
2: us a little bit about where you grew up and what are your origins, Brian. Sure. Well, my, uh, my family likes to describe it as uh, they're all New Yorkers, and I'm from Greenville, South Carolina, which is mostly true. But, uh, you know, born in New York, and uh, and then uh, my father moved us around a lot. We called it the Sara Lee Tour of Duty. So our first time in Winston-Salem was uh, 1980 through 1982, and then spent some time in Chicago as well. But then, you know, for my formative years, uh, um, Called uh, Greenville, South Carolina, home, and I, uh, f- you know, finished high school there, and then was uh, lucky enough to go to Davidson College and uh, and uh, spend my college years there. Now, weren't you a baseball player, Brian? I was you threw a pitch you threw your pitcher I was a pitcher at Davidson College yes that's that correct. Is pretty yeah. awesome yeah
1: and when you're in high school you must have been a heck of a athlete in order to get uh picked up and go to Davidson you must have been
2: very good uh I think so yeah I think uh you know a uh, great uh high school team and and uh and teammates had a great experience and uh um, you know I was lucky enough to play at division one level uh, didn 't work out quite as I planned, but at the same time, getting to go to a school like davidson is uh, is what I wanted to do and i 'm um, um, you know lucky for that it 's a great school yeah
1: it 's a wonderful city, a wonderful school and then you started working in um, Greenville, South Carolina, after graduation, and I know that um, you know the story here i 'll let you start with it, sure. but i might I might Elaborate a little bit from uh, some fun touches with it as well, but
2: okay, sure. Well, yeah, um, you know, leaving uh, Davidson, my my first job was actually as a teacher at Phillips Academy Andover up in Boston, which is a a prep school famous for some alumni like uh, both Bushes and uh, (laughs) you know that that kind of students. But uh, I decided that wasn't for me, and and, what were you teaching at? I was a history major at Davidson, so I taught uh, international relations. Did you coach baseball too? No, you? I coached swimming, swimming. in that, in that <laughs> summer. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, back in the glory days, I was, uh, you know, could, could swim a little bit too. But uh, second best swimmer in my family next to my, my sister. Oh, wow. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, I just uh, went back to Greenville and uh, my father took me to lunch downtown and I couldn't believe it. You know, the, the... What year was this, Brian? 1996. 1996. Uh, the sidewalks and the amount of people moving around and the the restaurant scene, that was not the Greenville that I had left four years prior, and I just couldn't believe what the downtown was like. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I, I'm sure some people leave uh, college with a direct idea of what they want to do. I was not one of those. I still have no idea. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Um, but uh, looking at that downtown scene it influenced what I wanted to do because... Uh, in my, the, the various interviews I had, I, you know it came down to three choices, which was uh, a merger and acquisitions firm out of Charlotte, uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, or uh, Greenville Events uh, as a job uh, managing their uh, weekly jazz series in downtown Greenville. So uh, you know, like I'm prone to do, I took the uh, job offer that seemed the coolest for the least amount of money. And they had like several weeks a year, like eighteen weeks in a row, the Jazz. Oh, yeah. That, the Greenville I think as a whole, you know, their their downtown and their activities still remain uh pretty ambitious. But uh yeah, that uh, Jazz series that I managed was uh yeah. 18 20 weeks a summer and they had uh, sister programs on Thursday and Saturday nights as well. A local brewery was involved. you were very close with a local brewery owner there right yeah you have a you have a great memory. Um, one of the sponsors of Main Street Jazz was Blue Ridge Brewing Company That's right. which is one of the you know uh, Bob Hiller their, their owner was one of the pioneers of, of downtown Greenville for sure. And, you know, as you know, that directly related uh, or or, uh, parlayed later on in time into uh, Foothills Brewing. Amazing. And so
1: it was um, now Foothills Brewing opened up in
2: 2006, 2005, the door opened. If you look at the logo, it says established 2004, which is far as corporate paperwork is true. But the uh, the door opened on St. Patrick's Day 2005. That's right, because I remember I was here for the first anniversary party on
1: St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day. I started my first day on the job was January 2, 2006, and I remember that there's so many great memories. And so at the time, you came to Winston-Salem as part of a initiative with um, Winston-Salem, decided after visiting Greensboro— to embark upon a very aggressive and ambitious, I love that word ambitious, Mm -hmm. um, downtown event scene. At the time, we had not a lot going on downtown, and this was a way to reintroduce people to downtown. And as it turned out, they solicited the help of the Greensboro Event Company. And Brian, if I understand correctly, and if you know, please correct me, is that you came and really brought to life 54 events a year each year if- right
2: um yes that uh you know and i remember the uh, main street jazz where representatives from winston-salem were at the event uh at the time it was mayor kavanaugh yep. i think he was on that trip uh lynette matthews murphy yep. was on that trip and and several other people who we you know who you and i both know very well um what I don't know if Winston-Salem realized at the time is we were also visiting Columbus, Georgia, and you know Macon, Georgia, and um, most cities in the Southeast in that period of time were looking at Greenville as a model. How about that? And uh, so that's a, a tremendous compliment to Greenville. Uh, but one of the one of the reasons, which I always try to remind people, one of was the special event program because yes. it was unique and uh, and pretty intensive and you know, it brought a lot of people downtown. So, um, I think it was the downtown Winston-Salem Association at the time, later the partnership, uh, decided to to bring us up uh, to do the event program. And yes, uh, you know, we started with, expanding the existing live after five from five times a year to every week added added four street jazz yeah. you know how unique main street jazz four street Jazz. Yeah. but uh you know we were we were modeling after the greenville program and then we added uh summer on trade which is now summer on liberty and uh and then you know a lot of uh a lot of names and faces that you know that are still uh Part of downtown with you know Richard Emmett and Molly Davis and and that whole crew, we were able to pull off uh, a pretty pretty long
0: stretch of you know, of, of weekly series. Yeah. So this show is presented by the Ginther Group, a real estate team based right here in the Triad, and the only ones we trust here on the Triad Podcast Network. I've been podcasting with Blake Ginther and his team for a few years now, always blown away by how well the experts at the Ginther Group can make sense of a rapidly changing and oftentimes chaotic real estate market. I know I feel smarter after each episode we record right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Then when it came to sell a home, I chose the Ginther Group. They steered me in the right direction at all times in terms of how much time and money to invest in order to maximize the things I wanted out of the transaction. And we ended up selling for nearly 10% above asking. Look, I can't guarantee you the same results, why wouldn't you at least meet with them and see what's possible? Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to see if The Ginther Group can help you own your future. Now back to the show.
1: Well, I for one just want to say thank you because I think the pioneering spirit that you brought to the table as not only a, a huge events producer, and it's hard to overstate the impact these had on downtown, right? They, they brought thousands and thousands of people each week.
2: Yeah, I, I still believe in it. I mean, as you know, with your role, uh, uh revitalization of a downtown is uh is comprehensive I and mean, it's it's not just events mm-hmm. and it's not just retail. Yeah. It's not just one component at all, but you know, obviously with my background, I still I believe in in events, uh, you know, because it especially the free ones which uh, give people, you know, an access to downtown that they they don't necessarily Uh, have. And what I love about downtowns, not just Winston-Salem, but Greenville or any downtown, it's, you know, if you take uh, the whole metropolitan area and suburbs and that sort of thing, downtown is is everybody's backyard. And when you can create something for for people to come down and enjoy that's easily accessible, you know, I I think that's a really important part of of downtown revitalizations.
1: You know, definitely. I think, Brian, one of the the biggest uh things is that we do have so many people that were alumni of that summer music series that are playing a big role in the community and and you brian you know people don't realize just how much of a part you've played in the resurgence of downtown over the years and you probably remember uh having many conversations with phil haynes over the years. oh yeah you know i miss that i I miss him a lot you know
2: i i do too and i i've thought about him a fair amount recently uh for a couple of reasons uh you know at silver moon uh not too many things are sacred but there's a uh, picture Mm -hmm. of phil's 80th birthday party that took place at foothills and it's on the wall and uh our staff knows uh and unfortunately you can't always convey that in real time to customers but you can't mess with that and you know we, any sticker that somebody puts on it, we take right back down, but somebody actually damaged that picture recently. And one of our, uh, uh, James Douglas, who, uh, is one of our staff members and, uh, you know, another great guy, the unofficial mayor of trade street, you yeah. know, tra- yeah. <laughs> all of his titles, you know, writer for triad city beat. He knew how much that meant to me. He took it, got it repaired on his own time. And it's now anchored back into the wall. Cause you, you know both uh in in back when he was alive and now in memoriam you don't mess with phil no and uh and you know he's one who reminded me too uh you know foothills is such an important part of my downtown experience here and when i left that partnership uh you know i felt a little bit dislocated but But, uh phil phil helped me with that too because he said you know you you're he told me actually in paraphrasing a bit, but he's basically said, you know, Brian, you're, you're too humble. And uh, he said, you were a part of what made that project be. And so he, he said, you might not be a part of it anymore, but you're always a founder. And so, uh, you know, that's it's top of my resume to this day. Well, I, I wish I'd
1: thought to say the same thing then too, because if you think about there was a time, particularly back in the turn of the century with the Millennium Funds creation and and other things that really people were very concerned about, losing youth and using young entrepreneurial population. And at the time when you moved here, how old would you say you were? Were you t- early
2: 20s? When, uh, when we started the event program, I was 24. Yeah. And I remember when that dawned on the, 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 the partnership <laughs> <laughs> that I was going to be steering the ship. Uh, yeah, I was 24. It's an amazing amount of responsibility and a lot
1: of moving parts to do that many events. Yeah and uh you so see you're also a musician and you do many other things right a uh, a lot of other things that enter into your
2: life well you know I, I mentioned yes i mentioned uh molly davis but her her husband doug uh gave me you know always gives me the uh the opportunity to to uh, yell into the microphone <laughs> so musician might be a stretch but you know um, music has been always been a big part of my life and you know one of the side reasons that I went into special events so music definitely uh you know I'm also uh a father of uh three beautiful kids I have a nine-year-old daughter named Hattie and then uh, five-year-old twins uh Connor and Amelia and uh you know as as you probably know as you get on later in life all the things that you do professionally uh take a back seat to to that kind of stuff but my kids are downtown kids uh they get everything that's going on down here and uh i'm hoping that the secret holds uh my daughter's uh hattie her favorite restaurant was finnegan's wake and uh certainly not the reason we decided to take it on but i cannot wait to tell her i've kept it from her this whole time so i'm, I'm excited to tell it's her that hard
1: to do that now
2: she can continue to uh be treated like a queen there which uh opie and his uh his staff, you know, always treated my kids like they were gold. So, Isn't that yeah. Great?
1: Yeah. I, so. yeah. Well, a lot of people <laughs> don't realize that, you know, Opie's real name was Philip, mm-hmm. and you know, when he decided to close, you know, he had, you know, I he had talked to me about it, he talked to you and many people about it, how he was time to move on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, this was a real turning point. It's a beloved business, and it mm-hmm. still did great business, and so. I just know that today's uh, we're airing this or we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon and your business partner James just released a great story in Triad City Beat about the, uh, the assumption of the business mm-hmm. with, with you being the owner starting this summer. And I just want to say thank you very much for doing that, keeping this brand alive. We're very excited about it, but I wanted you to share just kind of what your thoughts are about it and tell us, you know, how, what you wanted to share with our listeners about it.
2: Sure. Well, my interaction with Opie over years, but more specifically in the sale of Finnegan's Wake is, is interestingly, uh, an example of, of what I set out to do. So after producing the events program for the, the partnership for a long time, then then going into foothills and then it's really my d- departure from foothills that really influenced what i've done since then is uh you know first off you ref you know we reference uh, i was 24 years old when you know the event program uh, you know on the face of it never really made any sense it is,
1: it's 24th season this year oh wow
2: and so that'll give you my age for those of you listening i always tell people i'm 48 but my hair is 78 so you you, you can't see it so we're trying but um when i you know there's such a thing you know i was really a victim of optimism bias early in my career you know we we did so well yeah so quickly and at such a young age i I really thought that everything worked right? right and so as you know you know we had some missteps in in between there but then you know, doing foothills and then making the uh, decision to transition out of that made me think about, uh, you know, hey, wait a second. There's probably an awful lot of people out there that for personal reasons, it doesn't mean that the business that they have is actually in poor shape or anything like that. Just, you know, maybe it's... Uh, in Opie's uh, case just wanted to go to a different chapter of life you know maybe it's divorce maybe it's a death you know there's so many businesses that need a change and so I actually intentionally went out to 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 look for things like that you know Silver Moon was the first example of that I had heard that Vicky uh, was getting a little tired of it and uh, Vicky Moore and I made a call to her I was living in Charlotte at the time and I had left Winston and wasn't planning to come back, but I called Vicky and said, hey, you know, if you ever get tired of it, I hope you call me first. So that's Silver Moon. And then I think I treated it the, the history there properly, so the call on Single Brothers came next. And, you know, so we kind of made a path of that. So then when Opie called, you know, I was, you know, just really amazed by that because know he's a he's a good friend also and being business neighbors you know we talked a lot but um, that's how Finnegan's came about I think he trusts me to even on a handshake to continue uh, St. Baldrick's Day and the Giving Tree and the charity programs that they did and to kind of keep the spirit alive so that's that's something that means a lot to me is that my colleagues in that industry know that you know I'll treat what they created uh, with you know respectfully and kind of carry on that tradition so we've intentionally gone out to to try to operate that way and uh, you know that industry is hard but I I think you know post pandemic you know we're still you know in and out of what we're gonna do but uh, eventually people are gonna be out and go out again and all these things are gonna come back so I you know I'm, I'm quite literally betting on that. So, uh, you know, I hope it'll work out. But um, it's people, the, the pioneers that, that started these things downtown and then transitioned into me. I'm aware of that exchange. I know I was not their creator, but, you know, we treat it well. And, and each time we've taken on a business like that, we've actually grown it. So
0: I, I, I think that uh, Finnegan's will be the same. The Triad Podcast Network is presented by Icon Custom Builders in Winston-Salem. We've all been there. You're thinking of making some changes around the house. So what do you do? You take to social media, ask for recommendations to make those home improvements, and inevitably, you get 20 responses, and each one has a different answer. You're even more confused. Well, we're here to make it easy for you. Just talk to our friends at Icon Custom Builders. Whether it's a large or small renovation, they've been transforming homes in the triad since 2005. And like we've been saying for several months now, chances are you've got more equity in your home than you realize. So now could be the perfect time to consider some upgrades. Maybe you want to modernize your kitchen or optimize your outdoor space for entertaining. You can even restore your older home with a more functional layout and design while preserving the original character and charm. Whatever's on your wish list, Icon can help turn it into reality. Now, if you're like me, the whole idea of home renovation is overwhelming. But not to worry, Icon has a full service design build team that guides homeowners through every step of the process. Just visit their website, IconCustomBuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today.
1: You know, I think Philip was right, you are a modest person and I think that, you know, part of this I hope people get a chance to realize just how innovative you are as a person and Brian, I think that, you know, I speak for everyone that we thank you for bringing this on and, you know, it's kind of one of those things like you really brought the summer music series to us for a long time and then Lynette took him over for a couple of years. But you can only take on something like that, those events for only a couple of years. And then we brought them in-house, I think, like 2008, and we've kept them ever since, all the way to the 24th season. And so you see there's a lot of things downtown that, you know, You know, maybe someone else, That I've been working with a fellow named Carl Dennerson, you know, but we're in partnership a joint production with Jazz. Mm-hmm. We don't do a Live After Five anymore, the Thursday night, Summer on Liberty. You know, we moved from Trade to Liberty. Mm-hmm. And things change, you know, and, oh, yeah. and I think that's good. And I think that we're all looking forward to the future for you at Finnegan's Wake and all of your existing businesses, a real uh, major uh, business owner on trade street. James is going to have some competition
2: as the mayor of trade street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, I, uh, I, uh, and you, you know, me long enough now, know that, you know, part of my job function is this. And, uh, so I'm, um, Glad that you asked me and happy to do it, but my phone—we announced, you know—it hit. We announced Finnegan's today, yeah. and uh, it's been in the news. And uh, um, for someone who measures off the charts as an extrovert, let me tell you how much I didn't like today. I can't wait to recede back into the background and let the the people, you know, the, the talented people around me do it but uh you know we' we're, we're, we're glad to be doing it but it's been uh it's been, been television media than? intensive no television yet yeah
1: well, I'm sure that's coming and I think you should do them all every single one man I think that everybody ought to know that this is a big deal it's
2: a big uh, it's a big
1: acquisition
2: well, it's 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 part of it and uh um you know as you know there's a lot of moving parts too so you know we're we're looking at the uh the the real estate part of the the finnegans deal as well but um you know what i don't recall off the top of my head what the official downtown footprint is now but you know a lot of the messages i got today (coughs) were from you know my friend tiffany who owns businesses on burke street and and you know and mary Haglin, and you know other colleagues within our industry and it means a lot to me but it's symbiotic and you know what really startled me was when finnegan's closed the effect it had on uh Silver Moon and uh, Hoot Satellite, and then knowing my neighbor at Single Brothers, you know that's a it's a huge gap uh, to not have that. It is. So that that influenced us too. Is there there needs to be something there, and you know neighborhood protection. Uh, if, if if we're not going to know who's going to operate it, then it, it might as well be us.
1: <laughs> and you know you're you're so right about that. And what Brian is saying is that really Finnegan's is an anchor for that uh, arts district. And it brings sure. a lot of customers who also go to the retail shops, the other bars, the other businesses around the area. And so, you know, it's a really a big news story. I was just, um, at Murphy's lunch this afternoon. It was their mm-hmm. first day open in, a oh, nice. about two years. And so just even we're seeing the remnants of the pandemic slowly fade away. And we just know that we are very, um, um, we're very excited about the news that came out today. Um, I think, you know, you haven't kept it a secret. I think you've known it, but no one's known exactly. A lot of people haven't truly Downtown's known.
2: Downtown's uh, worst kept secret. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners as, as, in, as we uh, head off?
2: Uh? Oh, I mean, that, that's a good question. I don't know. I just, uh, you know, 24 years running, I remain excited about downtown and uh certainly the experiences i've had as being of being part of the revitalization are you know it i mean it's 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 hard to separate my self-identity from it it's just i it's all i do and and think about is downtown so i'm i'm happy to be here but you know we're just coming out of a couple years where you know nobody was educated or trained on how to deal with the pandemic so you know what how how do you even align that? But I still you know my this is a bit esoteric, but my my thesis at Davidson College was uh, uh fear and anxiety in uh pre Reformation Europe. <laughs> <laughs> and so but the gist of it though was that uh um you know Coming out of a period of tremendous fear and anxiety, you know what people did—they yeah. they partied like rock stars. Did they really? And they did, and uh, that's that's a continuous cycle throughout history. And uh, you know, I, uh, I'm not trying to be glib. What we just came out of was, un, you know, it's beyond our understanding. But you know, people are going to come back. Um, the different components of downtown are are going to continue to come back, and that that same you know special event and restaurant scene, whether it be Fourth Street. Trade Street, Burke Street, Innovation Quarter, you know despite what we just went through, all of that's still rising. Mm-hmm. And you know, you drive through downtown, it's a tremendously different landscape than it was, you know, twenty years ago. Yeah. And uh, you know, I still believe in it. It's it's not without its bumps, as you know, but uh that that's what I would share with the listeners is the same thing I said uh in nineteen ninety eight is come downtown, please. You don't- And we are still working it. And I think that you just, you really
1: hit the nail on the head from where I sit, you know, is that I have people that we always want to raise the bar downtown and continually keep, you never want to be comfortable with where you've been and the that you've had over the last five years. We're updating our downtown plan here for the next 10 years. You know, there's a lot of things that are going to change. Like we've already seen just in the last couple of years, like, The radical change for on-street, like loading dock parking, for loading zone parking, for Mm -hmm. delivery services like DoorDash, Amazon, everybody that is the food delivery companies, just the amount of pressure just on, like, Trade Street, 4th Street, Liberty Street for just delivery companies uh, is pretty phenomenal. And um, parking has become an issue that uh, is—there's many other issues— I think the interesting things like if if you'd have told me in 2006 that we were going to have the problems that we have now, I would have said, I'll take that. Mm -hmm. But when you get to 2022 and you're experiencing some of the challenges of like everybody being downtown, parking being an issue, other issues, you're like, you know what? These are pretty serious issues, too, but they're all signs of progress and success.
2: I think so. Yeah. And you know and i I come back to you know my my neck of the woods right now there's they're they're're they're they're up in arms about the parking wars, but I mean that happened a long time ago in greenville you know there there's no surface lots available that aren't paid you know if if we continue to grow and are successful, you know that's coming down the pipe but uh i you know it's it strikes me because uh, uh I used to think that you could get to the the plateau. Mm-hmm. and you're, you you had achieved success in your arrived. but i know you know my job but you know particularly your job and and everybody here at the partnership too thank you for what you do also cuz you know that's also that's also ever changing and uh and i can't imagine the uh the the uh different constituencies that you have to uh talk to but uh you know it it takes uh It takes a focus to go through the the changes that downtown's going through but yeah we we never thought we'd be looking at what we're looking at now but i guess uh you know change is good progress is good so we'll we'll keep rolling
1: and we're going to be looking towards the future and we're glad that the future is going to include you brian it's at the helm of uh the finnegan's wake and we want to say how excited we are and can't wait to sit down and eat one one final question Uh, that will be on people's minds and I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's food and menu and all those kinds of things you expect a lot of it to see be familiar to folks
2: at the outset it's going to be uh uh completely familiar yeah I can go with if it ain't broke don't fix it but also you know uh one of the reasons that that Opie felt comfortable dealing with me was um uh to to kind of keep that spirit alive uh the the charity programs was another component of that but i am uh, I, I I'm not going to name any of my industry colleagues, but y- you know people will know them i i am not i don't know if I should use the word foodie i I am not advanced in that side of it you know I've been the general manager of a of a, hu- a you know a huge independent restaurant down, down in foothills and it was yeah. successful. But uh, you know, I know where my strengths lie, and I can tell you that I feel completely confident in executing Irish pub food. <laughs> and I think we're going to keep it uh, mostly the same. Some of the things that are out there that we that we might do differently. You know, my grandmother's maiden name was O'Grady, and uh, you know that's that side of our family heritage is is a big deal. You you if you ask my dad, you know, we were all just off the boat. Uh, So, you know, we'll pay homage to that in a way. But I I really feel like, you know, Finnegan's Wake and what Opie and John Cahoon and and all their team created is is a big part of it. So there's there's a really there would be no reason to uh, change it. Unless you're just changing it for the sake of it, so we're gonna we're gonna start with what they had, and then uh, we'll listen to the customers and make changes from there. You still got a, a phone number for the hearse for uh, the wake itself? I have heard uh, <laughs> the hearse was referenced, and uh, it is not. Uh, it is not owned by anybody. of of past or future Finnegan's Wake at this time.
1: They'll just show up on that special day. You know, they'll just, it'll, it'll pop up.
2: Yeah. Once I realized that going back into the uh, food side of the hospitality, uh, business, uh, uh, we'll see how that goes but they might be sending the hearse for me
1: <laughs> you know I got my hair chopped off for St. Baldrick's Day and I'll definitely do it again but it's not quite the sacrifice it was about six years ago because I don't have much hair right on. I'm in the same boat
2: <laughs> uh, just the only difference now is when they shave it it's you know, it yeah, it is uh, 100% gray
1: <laughs> Brian thank you for coming by and doing the downtown podcast with us and we're really
2: uh, excited about the future for well, you thank you I appreciate the invitation it was a pleasure to be here